Hey, I'm Slim, and I'm white. And I'm smooth, and I'm black. And we're the host of Ask a Black Guy, a podcast bridging the racial divide by exploring the thoughts that everybody has, but nobody's got the balls to say. Ask a Black Guy is sponsored by Stateside Vodka, the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. I'm telling you right now, Stateside Vodka is the bee's knees. It's by far the best vodka I've ever had, and it's the only vodka I order anymore. Which is easy to do because now it's sold in countless bars and distributors across Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, Maryland, New Hampshire, and D.C. Now you might be asking yourself, why do you like Stateside Vodka so much, Slim? The answer's simple. It's delicious. It's distilled seven times and blended perfectly with a mineral composition from the same spectrum of electrolytes found in Gatorade. It actively hydrates you. Best of all, it's local. Stateside Vodka is headquartered right here in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. In normal times, not the end of days pandemic nonsense we live in now, they have an excellent bar, restaurant, and offer weekly tours of their distillery at 1700 North Hancock Street. Go check them out, leave a Google review, and let them know AABG sent you. If you want it delivered, they bring it right to your doorstep. You heard right, delivered to your house. All you have to do is order online at statesidevodka.com, request delivery, and as an AABG listener, enter promo code AABG10 at checkout to get 10% off your order of one liter bottles. Delivery and a discount. You're welcome. Make your order today at statesidevodka.com and use promo code AABG10 at checkout and get 10% off your order of one liter bottles. Ask a Black Guy is brought to you by Audible.com. Do you ever find yourself not reading because you just never have enough time? Do you ever see a book you want to read but don't want to buy it because you know you'll never sit down and read it? If you answered yes, then you're exactly like Smooth and I, along with millions of other Audible.com members. We have multiple jobs, kids, and sometimes I can't even find the time to eat during the day, let alone read a book. We get our reading on with Audible.com. I love Audible.com because it offers the gift of found time to read again. I get to listen to all the books I never have the time to read while I'm doing chores around the house, working out, or driving. Where do you think I dig up all those awesome stories about aliens and UFOs? Audible.com, that's where... Just for being an AABG listener, you can now experience Audible.com in all its glory, free for 30 days. This is an epic deal. Simply visit audibletrial.com slash askablackguy. That's audibletrial.com slash askablackguy and sign up. What do I get, you ask? You get 30 days of access to Audible's entire catalog of audiobooks, news, podcasts, guided wellness, and Audible originals you can't find anywhere else. You also get one free credit, good for any title, two if you're already a Prime member, and it's yours to keep. You'll receive a courtesy email before the trial expires. There's no gotcha trigger going on. If you want to opt out, just do it. But you won't, because you'll get hooked, just like I did, and your found time to binge the books you want to listen to is priceless. Don't waste this opportunity. Experience the joy of Audible now. Visit audibletrial.com slash askablackguy or hit the link on our website at askablackguy.com start your free trial download the audible app to your device and start listening today
So what's been going on, man? It's been a while. Everything all right? It's been too long, in my opinion. I know, like, the, the first episode was a hit. Uh, I don't know about on your end, but mine got over 800 plays. Well, we had good. we only had four followers there, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got we got six and a half plays, so somebody liked it. A it was lot. good. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it twice. <laughs> my mom uh, told me. My mom told me we did a great job. Like, <laughs> yo, you guys are killing me. I was literally just about to say if it makes you feel any better, it's probably my mom just playing these episodes. Over. <laughs> so, um, no, uh, man, no, thanks, no, for having, no. thanks for having us back on, though, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, no definitely. Uh, this is something that we should we should continue to do. Um, a whole lot. Uh, I wouldn't say a whole lot has changed. I mean, you know, there's always a lot changing with the job. It's very fluid, but um, not really anything major. I feel like you're in that phase of that season where the dust is kind of settling and we're dealing with the aftermath. I do feel like, you know, we're still rebuilding, though, you know, and, and, and things are, to me, I can't complain. Still got my job. A lot of people lost their jobs last year. A lot of people went through way more than I went through. So, right. you know, can't complain. Oh, yeah, man. This is, uh, it's been a wild, wild 2020. It's a crazier 2021. Uh, I mean, just since the last time we talked, there's been so many things that have happened just in your realm right just just in the police world alone and the law yeah. enforcement aspect of things there's been a ton um and i mean i can't imagine that the the uh the change and the different approach that you have had to have had to take with contacts now just in the last year and a half just think about that think about the, the way that you have to police and how much different it is just a year and a half ago that's crazy yeah. to me, right? I mean, am I wrong about that? Am I off base there? No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I, if you were to sit down and you talk to a vet that has 10 years on, or you talk to a vet that has uh, 20 years on, or you talk to someone who's getting to retire at 25 or 30 years, uh, the things that they did were incredible. They're wild. It sounds uh, like the Wild West, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. They had a lot more fun than we'll ever have. However, I think every generation of police officers will probably say that. Somebody will probably call after me and say the same thing. Yeah. But right now it's different, like you said, because it's one of those situations where maybe even a year ago, you could handle a call and you would have did every little thing right. And you can go back to that same call right now and do everything that you did a year ago, but it'll be completely wrong. Yeah. In somebody's eyes, it'll be wrong. Yeah. You'll so, get canceled. You'll get canceled. Mob culture yeah. is going to come for you. you yeah. And, and I don't want to say I'm, com I'm complaining at all because in this job, you either get with the change or you need to be gone. So I, I understand it, but, uh, I like that. You know, can we, can we catchphrase that? Get with that's the good. Yeah, that is good, man. Cause there, if you, if you cannot adapt, to to what's going on now you're you're fighting an uphill battle man it's not it is not going to go your way because it's just there's too much momentum the other direction you know yeah. you, you're you can't fight that yeah, yeah absolutely and don't get me wrong there's some things that you need to be firm with they just they can't change you know but uh like i said for the most part to me this is one of the most fluid jobs in the world um out of everything that we went through last year on top of it uh, at the end of the year, and it's still transitioning for us now. We just got body cameras. 
So y'all just got body cameras? Just got them, bro. Wow. Just got them. Uh, I've been wearing mine for three months now. You ever get out of contact and realize your camera's off? Like, oh, I forgot to cut it on, cut it on, cut it on. <laughs> what I did, dude, dude, it I keep mine on very high volume. So when it comes <laughs> on, I know. But yeah, <laughs> I can honestly say it's been a huge adjustment, huge adjustment, but it has kept me out of not kept me out of trouble, but it saved me from some very bogus complaints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if and, it does anything, I think that's going to be the biggest day to day benefit that body cameras can bring is the, the nonsense complaints that police officers receive, you know anytime you're dealing with somebody it's it's a bad part of their day right i mean nobody's thrilled to be dealing with a cop it's just it's just the, the reality that you face um but sure slim sure you're not <laughs> i'm just saying you know but Dagnabbit, another officer pulled me over my fourth time today uh, guess i'll, I'll get just, my extra coffee ready i'll Here just you go. talk my way out of this one <laughs> what's what's funny is a lot of people still don't realize that we're wearing them mm-hmm. and i work in the area uh, i'm downtown i'm next to all the bars and restaurants within a block of my district there are 15 different bars nice. so it's only logical to say that i'm getting a use of force sooner or later oh, yeah. one or week the next week or whatever because people come out of bars and they're drunk and uh we are in florida so i mean like <laughs> <laughs> they just like i always tell people it blows my mind people will fight you downtown faster than they ever will in the hood mm-hmm. so um there's been so many times where we do have a use of force. We have to take care of business. And I got somebody around me, you know, whether they're affiliated with that person or not. They're like, oh, this officer did this and that. And the whole time just looking at him, I'm like, and then I point to my camera and I'm like, it's on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, oh. exactly. And that's exactly <laughs> their, their reaction oh. to you. They're just like, oh, well, uh, okay. And <laughs> I was like, yeah. So what do you so what do you mean when uh, that somebody will fight you in the hood? Oh, I'm sorry, somebody that will fight you downtown before they will fight you in the hood. What do you what do you mean by that? So I'm I'm glad you asked because there's probably a, a more professional way that I could say that. Um, I got for, you. Here's one. For the, go ahead. Everybody downtown who goes to a party in the summertime, <laughs> fathers are lawyers and they all wear the, <laughs> they all wear they all wear the shorts with the sand the boat shoes. Uh, <laughs> and your mothers and fathers are lawyers. That's what he's trying to say. It's it's something that I didn't realize um, that my unit completely agrees. So for my entire career, I've worked on the south side of the city. The, the, the majority of the community is black. Um, hell, it's just like the community that I grew up in. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not really sure how to explain it. But on the outside looking in, I think that people think when you when you work in that community, it's drive-bys and shootouts every night. And I just hate that that's, I hate that that's the imagery that they get. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, when I started working downtown, I'm under the impression of, I'm still a cop. I'm wearing all this stuff. If I give you a command, I expect you to obey that command. Yep. Because I don't want to use the force. I just want compliance. Right. So, and it's not even a situation where every time someone's going to jail, but 
I just have been taken back, you know, over the last three or four months by how many people that are like, nope, we want to fight. And I'm like, huh. Because I didn't get that as often as I get it downtown. I got it maybe like, I don't know, once a year when I was working in the Black community. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get into those situations, I'm just like, one, I didn't want to do that. Because whether people realize it or not, if I fight, it's a lot of paperwork. Right. So I don't want to have to document that at all. I don't want that period for anybody to deal with. But I didn't choose for it to be that way. Right. So whenever I'm in the heat of the moment and I do have those situations where I can explain to somebody, you know, I'm giving them commands and they're disobeying. I I try to make it as clear as I can in this way. This is not a situation where I need to use force yet. Right. But you're making it that way. Right. You got to make it, you got to make it abundantly clear in the moment. Yeah, that you're being and, and once again, forced, that's bit- forced to do this. Yeah, it's this is yeah. this is this is the next move. There is no other move. I'm you know I'm here, right? Yeah, is that, is yeah. That you're yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like I said, to me, I know I probably there's some people that are going to listen to this and think I sound incredibly naive. Like, oh, you should have known that you're dealing with drunks all night. But still, even in my drunkest, wildest days, I couldn't see myself swinging at a cop. Yeah. So. Uh, it's just something that 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 is very it took me a while to get used to it but it's reality man and so. what do you think that is is smooth right is it privilege is it uh is i it, do th- is there an aspect of money and and wealth and affluence in that area i mean what do you what do you think that is when it comes to maybe the verbal maybe i shouldn't say verbal altercation when it comes to some of the conversations that i have with people and their attitudes it's exactly that it's do you know my dad or it's um, my dad's a lawyer yeah 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 exactly (laughs) it's uh it's you know you got the million dollar car you stay in the high-rise downtown it's you know the mayor you know whoever um and you know what i hate to i hate to say it and just keeping it real with you what i've seen a lot lately is some of the veterans they'll you know, get involved in a situation and like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this to a veteran. I can't believe you're doing this to a combat veteran. I'm just mm-hmm. like, dude, if anybody has respect for veterans, it's me. I have the utmost respect for you. Right. But along with you being a veteran, you kind of tell me that you know better. So I don't really understand, uh, you know, where that mindset comes into play, but, but you're exactly right. I'm sure it's a million other things, but I can't really pinpoint it. Um, to one thing but you do get those comments where it's like you're the city police so people are just under the impression that you work for them and yeah they tell you what to do and you do it and that's not true at all well let me ask you this would you rather have 15 fights in downtown that amount to basically nothing or one all-out brawl in the ghetto <laughs> what would you yeah. rather what would you rather do <laughs> Because like, do they fight uh, hard? Do they fight harder in the hood or not? Like that's it. Nah, here's 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 you guys. You guys are gonna put me in trouble, man. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how I can answer that. Here's what I'll, here's what I'll tell you, and this is just my reality. The fights that I got into in the hood, they really didn't want to fight me. They were just trying yeah. to fight each other. Sadly, I'm there and I got to do my job. You're in the middle, so, right? You just yeah, exactly. So I, I never, I never, I can honestly say personally from my point of view that i don't think anybody has ever really just came at me 
But downtown, it's just a completely different story because you'll be in that atmosphere where you are surrounded by a crowd. Not only are you fighting this guy, but he might be with like 10 of his buddies from his frat. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not it's only a crowd, that, audience. Yeah, we walk on foot a lot. So if me and my boy get into it with a, a brawl, I got to look. I don't know who's going to come out of nowhere and blindside me, you know? Right, right. Meanwhile, we're on the sidewalk outside of this bar next to like four different lanes of traffic that are mm-hmm. speeding by. So it's just a completely different atmosphere. But I'll finish it up but by covering my own ass and saying that I would rather not fight anybody. <laughs> I'd rather not have, I'd rather not have another fight throughout my whole career, man. There you go. That, that's the right answer. You got I like that. it. Dude, <laughs> not only you got to fight the paperwork. Hey man, I'm getting old. So yeah, I can go out there and handle myself. But the next day I wake up and I'm like, damn, my back is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me the reality. What one, one use of force incident. <clears throat> how much, incident. how much, paperwork is that in in hours give give me give me a, a general so you you know you fight somebody you arrest them and uh how much paperwork on the back end is that it, i don't know if i can i don't know if i can like put it into a specific duration because every situation is different however the way i say i say it's more paperwork but i think of it this way usually if we don't fight the <clears throat> charge or the crime is not that severe it's probably at a misdemeanor where i'm at yeah sure but you want to fight me now it's a felony right right uh you want to fight me now we're for sure going to court right um taking that into consideration if i sustain any injuries it's going to be even more paperwork so now i have to go to the hospital and get cleared and and the same thing with them um i can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many hours i've sat in the hospital hospital jobs the worst Right. So I've, I've sat in the hospital uh, with someone who sustained an injury because they wanted to fight me. Mm-hmm. So with that a- being AKA, AKA you kicked their ass. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all, man. Not at all. That's not, you can be modest about it. Fuck it. Nah. He, he brought it on himself. <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, man. Hey, man, you can't beat everybody. You can't beat everybody. There's always somebody better than you. It's what I've always been told. There's always somebody better than you. Absolutely. But if they get, if they get a scratch on their face, you, you know, got to go. You, you have yeah. to document that. So um, it's just more. And, and uh, I probably shouldn't say the program that we use, but it's a documented use of force. So to me personally, I want to keep that number low. Right. But I can't, I can't control what cause I'm going to. So oh, if for it sure, happens, yeah. it happens. And I just think sometimes people will bring that up and it's a poor reflection on the officer when that's not the case at all. Like I wasn't going around looking for a fight, but if I get right. into a fight every night of the week, that's just, it wasn't my fault. Right. So, I mean, you could also see that working a little bit in your favor too. Like if you have multiple uses of force and I'm not saying like you're going out there looking for ass to chew every goddamn night, but yeah. like if you have 10 uh, use of force and nine of them resulted in low level force being used and one of them actually involved the uh, uh, discharge of a firearm then you can you can logically say that that officer makes logical decisions on when and when not to use the appropriate amount of force like you know like he's able to to differentiate how much force he needs to use and he's just not out there being a you know uh, a cowboy for crying for lack of better words mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah no exactly um 
And man, I'll tell you what, I know the officers are going to laugh when they hear this. It's really made me change around some stuff in my uniform. Because when you get into a use of force, everything goes flying. Like my name tag, like <laughs> my <laughs> pins, everything. I'm like, my goodness. It's so, a yard sale. It just turns into a yard sale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm walking back, tracing my steps, trying to pick up all my stuff. So this is another thing to add on the, uh, the, the list of negatives. So <laughs> let's say, let's say, you know, nobody gets hurt. You get into a scuffle, nobody gets hurt. You just end up locking the guy up and mm. uh, and taking him to jail, okay? Mm. Um, but he fights you. Mm. What, what are we talking? Are we talking three hours on the back end with paperwork? What, I mean, just to, just, to, just to give people an idea of how much effort really goes into a single altercation like that. Like I said, they're all it's different. It's just too different. I've had, I've different. had, I've had some that um, might last me... <clears throat> An hour and a half, two hours. But like you said, I've had those that have lasted. I've had one last me over. Uh, actually, I had, a, I had a coworker the other night had a use of force. It it went over his shift. He was he was there he was there for probably two or three hours longer than he should have been because he had to wait for that guy to get cleared. I mean, I have to imagine that happens a lot, right? I mean, just the, the bureaucracy of a government and how it functions. It, the, the amount of paperwork has to just be overwhelming for something like that, you know? And I, and I don't know if people really grasp that. I don't know if people really understand how much documentation and, 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 uh, official reports have to go into something as simple as, a, uh, you know, a guy pushes you and then you got to go into hand, you got to wrestle him to the ground and get him in handcuffs. That's a use of force. That's technically yeah. a use of force. And you have to now do a whole separate report for that. It's, you got to document everything you did, right? I mean, am I am I off base there or? No, and I, I I'm hoping that the listeners understand that. I hope we're adding icing on the cake that I don't want to do a use of force. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying like what I think they just want to know, you know, at least I do. I want to know how much effort like because I think that goes toward towards your point. You you realize every time you get into use of force, it's four hours of paperwork on the back end and who wants to sit down in front of a computer do four hours of paperwork not a soul there's no person in in, in the world that wants to do that unnecessarily 90, you know 99 percent of the time without that use of force it's a citation right. it's a warning and it's, it's over right there. Yeah. yeah see you later man yep. and that's why it always catches us by surprise when people want to fight i mean you know there's those people that have i don't know you haven't searched their pockets yet okay they're gonna fight because they got mm -hmm. something in there uh, they got a warrant, but you don't know that yet. They know that they're going to fight. Um, but it, in my arena, I, I don't get any of that. It's just, they're drunk. Yep. And so I think that maybe you cater, you know, the political atmosphere to that, where it's like, they can try you and they don't think that, you know, you're going to do your job and, that's a sad reality for some people to come to. <laughs> or I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my job. So, or, or what we can do and just follow me here. This is going, I'm going to take you down a little rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like we make the um, alcohol equivalent to Narcan. Like when you get <laughs> fucking drunks that want to act crazy and try to fight you hit them with a little dose of boom and they lose their oh, whole drug. Right. They lose their whole high. And then, oh and then what happens? Now they're upset because they wasted two hundred dollars of alcohol, and then they're sober. <laughs> or, or what do they puke on you? One or the other. Either way, or people who are like, you know, get super drunk, 
and now they got a hung- hangover or whatever, they could just like take that and to back to normal in the morning, they can go to work. Well, it works out. <laughs> well, if if you hear about something like that happening, just let me know how it goes. I, I'm going all, <laughs> I'm going all in on it. I'm buying stock left and right. I try to stay far away from scenes where Narcan is being administrated. So, oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah the cops in uh, the cops in Philly, it was, it was so bad that they were making them. Uh, they were just handing them out to them pre-shift. Yeah. Like here, here before you go on to work, before you go to work, start your shift. Narcan, go grab some Narcan. Every car had Narcan. Every back had Narcan. Every officer was issued like two or three things of Narcan. Like yeah. it was, it was bad. Like everybody had it. I think they discussed it at one point, us carrying it, and we all were like, please no. Like no. So <laughs> and I'm and I'm glad that we that we don't use yeah. it. So my one buddy who was in Jersey, he uh he um they weren't allowed to push Narcan because they were like, Oh, only EMTs can push Narcan. Yeah. And um and it was such but the heroin in the cities became such a big deal. They were like no, you know, everybody gets it. Now you can buy it at CVS for like, what, five, six, seven bucks? Like, what? Yeah, you can get Narcan over the counter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's, everybody just like... Like a Big like, Mac. Yeah, and it was like some of the some of the dope fiends he would get, he would run down on. They would have their own. They would have their own Narcan. They would have their supply of, you know, their whatever they're taking, and they have their Narcan next to them just in case. Hey, buddy, if I go out, use this on me. Like... <laughs> Wow. I mean, is it me being an idiot, or is that kind of like enabling them to? Oh, it's a t- complete encouragement. What? You think that's enabling them? No. <laughs> in the city, of, in the city of Philadelphia, what was discussed and brought True to story. council? What not- was discussed and brought to council? And I think I don't know if it was voted down or not. I think it was voted down. Um, safe injection sites. No, those, those are real. That's a, there's a there's a whole safe injection site in South Philly. Yeah, so. They were trying to put them all over the city where you can go, take your heroin, come in, mm-hmm. use your heroin, give us your dirty needle, we'll dispose of it for you, and you go about your business. That's that, that's, a, that's, that's a real thing. That was the thing. That was a, that was a big thing last summer. Welcome but, to Philly. Mm-hmm. So you, over the counter is nothing. I can mm-hmm. go to a warm place, get a cup of coffee, a scone, walk to the back, shoot my heroin, <laughs> go to sleep for, you know, well, not yeah. go to sleep. Relax for 15 minutes, get up, give the lady my needle, walk out the door, grab a lollipop on my way, and go about my merry business. Like, that is wild. That was crazy, the, man. That was the reality of the city. Philly, Philly's out of control. 600 murders last year. 600. Yeah, I did know that. It's um, insane. We had a wild, a wild police chase. Uh, did you see that smooth uh, no. that happened on Friday night? No. It went, it went through all, th- it, it started down uh, North Broad, like up by Erie, mm-hmm. and then went all the way down Broad Street, down to South Philly, <laughs> then well, came all the way back up into Center City. It was crazy. You got it. You look it up on, on uh, there's all kinds of clips about it. It was, it was a wild police chase and it ended in Franklin Square. Uh, definitely worth a watch because, um, well, he carjacked three people through the whole thing. So like oh. it, start, it started with a carjacking. What is this uh, fucking city. Grand Theft Auto? Dude, Give me that, he, 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 this dude was Whoa. playing Grand Theft Auto in real life, bro. It was out of control. You have to yeah. watch the video. It's 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 intense. It's very intense. Um, going wrong ways down down one way streets. Like every turn was a wrong way down a one way street. It's out of control. Damn it. Um, yeah, Philly, Philly's there. Philly's a wild west right now. It's 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 a it's a pretty gnarly place to be. Yikes. Um, but down at Florida's, you know, the craziest part about your story is that people are going to bars. 
because <laughs> we don't oh, have that really? we don't have that in philly dude <laughs> no yes yeah. we do well, yes we, we do, do. bars are open now yeah but you still are sitting outside freezing your ass off no you're not <laughs> no you're not well it's i can tell you 50%. no no i can tell you about a bar that i know a person went to uh last weekend why don't or... you say the name of the bar out loud and you don't nope. do it no. sounds like is it one of those things where you have to like like go to a bookcase no, and no, you pull no, a certain book and a, no, the door they opens just, up. <laughs> they just walked in. They let you in. They check your ID. And it looks like, mind you, the, the crowd is a college crowd, but it looks like somebody just opened the floodgates and motherfuckers are just pouring in like to the point where it's almost like shoulder to shoulder. And I'm like, oh, nobody cares about Corona yeah. over here. Like, we have, but but let me say, let me also yeah. preface that this bar is tucked away inside of a place. Let me, okay, let me, let me, let me be very careful. Don't ruin these people's business. No, yeah, no, no. Say, this bar, shut these down, bro. This bar, no, no, this bar is in a place that's surrounded by several other buildings. Where you wouldn't think a bar would be at, you would have to know that it's there to get okay. there. Okay, right, let them li- let them yeah. live, let yeah. them live smooth. Just yeah. let them yeah. be. Oh, but they're just going fucking crazy over there. <laughs> We're clearly handling things a lot differently. Um, and man, it's such a touchy subject to dive into because I'm not a doctor. Um, of course, I have my own opinions about the whole thing, uh, but. I will say that it seems like people here are happy. Um, it's still a reality. It's still a reality. It's still a reality. People are still getting sick. Um, the vaccine is rolling out left and right. Uh, and and I, I think what makes me the happiest is the small business owners are getting back to their business. Right. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that you and I can go travel anywhere. You can pack up, you can pack a plane with hundreds of people. And then you have this sort of coffee shop on the corner downtown and you're telling them that they can't open their doors. It's out of control, and, and, right? Yeah. So, there's got to be some kind of median where everybody can be safe, but also these people aren't losing their businesses while other major industries are thriving. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I'm happy to see. Um Hey man, I don't go out and like humongous crowds. You know, I, I get it. it. Yeah, I get Just it. Just be smart about it. I think it's I think it's getting to a point where people have to realize you need to do what's best for you. If you don't feel comfortable going out, don't go out. Yep. So, um, you know, if you don't want to wear a mask, then don't wear a mask or whatever. Whoa, like whoa, said, whoa! Not... You got to be careful. You're starting to sound a little right winged over there. People, might... I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, no, please, <laughs> please, please. What's your what's your proto, what's your protocol with the department you work with? Uh, you you have to wear mask on contacts. How does that work with you? You wear um, wear mask anytime you're in a department. Uh, I put on my mask anytime I go into a restaurant or mm-hmm. you know any kind of establishment or a uh, a uh, like if you go to a domestic, you know you go in somebody's house or whatever. Yeah. Um, right. You know you put on a mask, and to me that's not a big deal. Uh, right. Like I said, if this is helping, I'll put on a mask. Sure. Yeah, if this is helping, you know, this is not a big deal to me. I put whatever. I put. It on makes a mask. sense. Makes so, sense. 
even if it's a courtesy, right? Even if it makes somebody else feel more comfortable, I'll do it. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. That's yeah. I had I can honestly tell you, I've been working an event outside. I'm like, like maybe like 20 people, 20 feet away from somebody. And they'll be like, hey, where's your mask? I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I'll put it on. Whatever. Yeah. So um I think that although we have our own individual opinions about the mask and I can I can tell you which side the majority of the officers lean on mm-hmm. you still have to think about what's your job you know what's what's in the actual description of your job and what are you doing right uh and so, perception right like what's what's the optic you know what are, what are we really trying to do here what's what's the overall goal and the overall goal is just make people feel safe you know exactly that's, that's wearing uh, a mask yeah I don't mind it at all right. Hey man, when we started going back to church, I wore a mask during the service. You sure. know, so yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't have an issue with it at all. So you get a, you run into a lot of Karens and Kens down there. What's going on? The Karens and Kens. <laughs> the Karens and Kens. I will tell you that I've ran into more Karens than I have Kens. Um, yeah, they seem to be more vocal. That that's a fact. I don't know. That smooth. You back me up on that. What do you think? About who's being more vocal, the Karens? Karens, Karens, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll go to say this or I try not to <laughs> yell that. Uh, I'm, so, women... I'm seeing you up here. <laughs> <laughs> women usually speak go ahead. a lot more than men. Women are a lot more vocal than men. What was the study? Like they use 1,800 words per day and men use like three to 600 or something like that. You, you I never, I never heard that. that no, study? I never heard that. Well, they use like three times more words a day than men. So I would assume, I mean, it's only safe to say based on the results of that study, uh, based on that. Hold on, wait. Statistic. <laughs> <laughs> just to get, just to please slim. Based on that statistic, that the Karens would, you know, out complain the Kens. So yeah, as far as that last statement goes, you guys can direct all your emails to Smooth. All right, yeah. ask ask a black guy. Go to we're ask just, a black we're guy. Just, hit up we're smooth. just listening. Yeah, yeah. askablackguy.com. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. I. So if I can paint this picture for you, the area that I work in is it's really thriving. It's progressing. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. we're right downtown on the water, and. These, this is a place that I could never afford to live. Uh, it's million dollar high rises. It's a lot of people own boats. A lot of people live on boats. Um, you know, they drive the fancy cars. They, I can't imagine the money that they spend on food every night, you know? Um, and you do see an overwhelming amount of pretentiousness. Mm. And one thing that sticks out to me, um, you know, the moment that you mentioned that is uh, I go on this call and the call eventually went out as if two patrons or civilians were outside of a restaurant having an <clears throat> argument. And so it's kind of like a protocol. Once you arrive on scene, you want to talk to the complainant or the victim first. Right. You'll separate both parties and eventually talk to everybody, but you just want to talk to who called you. Mm-hmm. So I ended up talking to this couple um, and she's explained to me that she is sitting down with her husband. They're having a meal. They end up going to the cigar shop, which is right next to the restaurant and buying a cigar. And so they go back to their table and they're smoking a cigar. Now, I had to research this all afterwards, but 
I guess laws are different in different places. So keep in mind, dude, we're in Florida. If I can, if I can, you know, get this imagery correct, we are right next to the water on a gigantic sidewalk where there's tables outside and restaurants lined up along the water. Mm-hmm. There might be three cigarette or uh, I'm sorry, cigar shops on this corner next to this restaurant. So therefore, these people ain't the only ones smoking cigars. Right, right. However, this couple across the way, maybe like 25 feet away, has an issue with it. So what do they do? They come over to this lady and start verbally, you know, tearing her down, making her feel bad because she's smoking a cigar. And I'm getting all of this from the complaint. And as I'm talking to her, this lady runs over to me and she goes, officer, are you going to deal with this? And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this is the other half of the situation. Right. And I'm like, ma'am, just give me a second. You know, I'll come talk to you eventually. And she was like, no, you need to do something about this. These people are disgusting. And so she says that. And I look back at the people and I look back at her and, and I, I said, do you know them? And she said, no, but they're smoking cigars. So they're disgusting. They need to go. They need to leave from here. They're ruining our dinner. A, B, C, D, E. So long story short, we deal with that call as is, but I still have to do my job and remain professional and somehow make everybody happy. But looking back, it's like, dude, you think that because these people are outside smoking a cigar that they brought from the cigar store that's right behind you, mm-hmm. you somehow have figured these people out. You know every little thing about them to call them disgusting to their face. And to me, that says a whole lot about you. Sure, absolutely. And not only that, you think that I'm supposed to show up and arrest them. For what? For that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's just one of the examples that, that stick out to me. If, it, if I, God knows, if I have a pet peeve, it's just people being pretentious, people thinking that they're better than other people. I mean, you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know those people. They could have more money than you have. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. whatever reason, you thought it was a good idea to go up to stranger. And like I was telling my coworker afterwards, she picked the right couple. Because if she would have came up to me and my girl, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'll have it. And I got somebody in my face. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know that I would have acted so nicely, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, that's you get, crazy. You get that and you get a lot of like... Uh, you get a lot of people that are just clearly under the assumption that they're supposed to snap their fingers and because they pay taxes that they tell you what to do. Right. And uh, it's just always, it's always funny seeing their reaction when they don't get what they want. No, so. yeah. Yeah. If it's not going their way. Yeah. You can, it, it, it reads like a book on their face. You know, you know, it. you're like, yep, this is not exactly what you wanted to happen here. It's one <laughs> of the most beautiful things about our job. <laughs> right. Right. Because, my badge doesn't care about your money. It doesn't care about who your dad is. It doesn't care about where you work. Okay. You know, I've been, like so many people, you know, I've had people uh, tell me, I know the mayor. I'm like, that's fantastic. Cause I don't, I never met him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what that has to do with what we're doing right now, but cool. <laughs> you know? So that's awesome. Well, would you say, so this, uh, the, the community you work in now, is different than the one you used to work in, correct? It's a different, it's a different place. It's night and part day. Part of the now. city. Yeah. Yeah. Not night and day. So 
did would you say your your style of policing has changed the way you uh the way you approach people has changed and does your skin color come into play at all whatsoever there do you do you, does, do you feel like there's anything that uh is that a factor at, at all when you, when you go to contact people here versus where you, you used to uh police i think that um it doesn't really stand out as much possibly you know there was a good and a bad when i worked on the south side there was the bad where you show up to a call and you're automatically that uncle tom you're automatically uh you know a coon or whatever you know terminology they're using that which day. that slur that term you used uh slim didn't know about in our first episode i explained them oh uncle tom what's that the coon term the coon, no yeah i know what that was yeah. you didn't oh. know what it was i had to explain it to you Oh well, I I knew it was derogatory. You're right. I didn't know. I didn't know that the the how it derived how it was derived. No, you're you're correct. Oh yeah, man, so that's you're right. You're right that's, that's one that used to uh, hurt me deep when mm -hmm. I first started working. Um, but you show up to those calls, uh, and and it wasn't always bad. There was a lot of good. There was the fact that people see you and they can relate to you. There's the fact that you know, um. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that I dealt with made me reminded me of my family members or reminded me of places that, you know, I'm from back home. Uh, so there was those situations where it stuck out. But downtown, I don't think that it's really played into consideration. Um, every now and then, it's so funny. I wish more black officers would speak up about this. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, as soon as you put handcuffs on somebody, they'll turn into the most racist person that you've ever met. Oh, is that true? Yep. Really? Dude. Oh, I so, can't. So, so it's, it's a switch that happens from the, you're on the contact, something goes south, you put somebody in handcuffs, and then boom, all of a sudden, the, the, the racial slurs come out, and it becomes very apparent. It is, it is exactly like you said. It's like yep. a light switch. It is, to me, it's one of those things where, they don't realize they're going to jail yet. So they still have like their foot in, their foot in the door as far as like, you know, getting away with whatever. Mm -hmm. And to, to me, I always feel like I have to remind myself they're just trying to tempt me because you and I both know as soon as those handcuffs are on, now I own them. Mm -hmm. Now, if I act out of character, it's on me. Now, mm -hmm. if I hurt them, they're in handcuffs. Now it's on me. So they're trying to tempt you or bait you. Even but, prior, dude, even prior, I've, if you act out of emotion, they, they, they own you. I've had a guy, he was acting out in public. We got several calls on him. He is like blatantly drunk. He can't even stand up. Um, and, you know, we get enough calls on somebody. Sooner or later, they're going to go, they're going to get arrested. So we put this guy in handcuffs and man, he called me. He, he called me every little name that he could have called me. And to me, when that happens, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. That's who you've been this whole time. Mm -hmm. Now you're just letting it out. Yep. And so I've had to, I've even had some of my partners in certain situations, like, yo, go back to the car. I got this. Cause they can see on my face. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm about to lose it. Yeah. But it happened. So uh, I will say downtown that has happened a handful of times. And, uh, it's it's definitely like I said. I just wish more black officers would speak up about it because that happens so much, and it goes to show you that even it goes to show you that a transient who sleeps on a cardboard box every night still thinks that he's above you because of the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. So, 
like I said, it, it happens. It, ha- it happens all the time, man. But that, as far as the color of my skin as an officer goes, I think that's the only thing that, that stuck out to me. So that's uh, uh, so that's uh, a, it's, it's interesting you mentioned the transient because I was going to say is that what do you think that is? Is that is that more of the pretentious uh, everything's going to go my way mentality? Or is it just us? Is it just strictly just I'm white, you're black thing? And so it, you kind of answer that question with that transient comment. I mean, so you you arrested a transient, you you've arrested somebody well, who's got three mil sitting in the bank, and you you've experienced the same thing. Is that true? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, you know, uh, when it comes to being racist, that there's no class for that. You know, uh, if I had to guess, Buddy has probably been racist for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just once he's in that situation, then it's coming out to play. Mm-hmm. Some right. people, it's so funny. I always tell people it's it's shocking because if you're gonna be racist, be racist. Mm-hmm. Be racist every day. Don't just be racist when you're not around your black friends or when you're not in certain settings. Be racist every day. So that goes to tell you that they know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So when it comes out every now and then, I'm like, there it is. Especially in anger. Especially especially yeah. during anger. Exactly, because people can't control themselves a lot during anger. Yeah. Uh, what was the, did you hear that you ever heard a term that like when you're angry, your IQ drops by like a, a certain like a few, yeah, points? Ever heard no, that? but that's a good, that's a good, so they I might have to use that, yeah, yeah. When you get angry, your IQ drops, so you're not thinking, uh, obviously rationally because you're, you're angry, so that's when it comes out when you can no longer hide behind your curtain, like you're you're like right here at the curtain, but the when facade. you get angry, the face pokes through a little bit, and you're yeah. like, oh, oh shit, I see you. I see you, buddy. I was, uh... Yeah, you know, I wanna. I have to throw this story in because you just reminded me, and I, I really hope I don't get in trouble for this. Cause I know, like supervisors and some other officers that I work with that I tell this story to. Mm-hmm. But we arrest this guy. Um, he, he was not a transient. Uh, I honestly can't even remember what he got arrested for, but he was so racist, like hard n-word uh all the way down to telling me that you know uh all i do is this job because i'm not smart enough to get another job i should be playing sports mm-hmm. uh just and, pulling all the stops out just every stereotype you can yeah, think of you dude, it was like it, it was just unbelievable so i remember we get to the, our process is, you know, we, we arrest somebody and then we take them to the county jail that's just a little bit north of our city. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we got there, it was pretty much an all black staff working. Like every, like the person at the counter, the person, you know, taking the property and evidence, the person that walks you to and from, everybody was black. Mm-hmm. And when we walked in, I was like, hey guys, um, I need you to let you know something about this guy. And uh, I'm, I'm really sorry to tell you guys this, but he really doesn't like black people. And the, <laughs> the, entire, the entire staff working kind of looked at me and then looked over at him. And he was like, that's not true. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. So I hope they treat you very well after I leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it was just it was just poetic justice. But uh, like you said, it it, it happens. I, I wish more people would speak up about that because they don't realize that that happens. I uh, it's funny. My buddy who works in Jersey, we got a lot of friends who are police officers, and uh, he's he's black. And he was telling me we had this conversation prior, um, 
like maybe a, a year or two years ago. And uh, he was telling me about, he had three different incidents like that. Um, one, he was pulling the guy over and he found drugs on him. So he, he went to arrest him and it was a white guy and he was black and he goes, uh, and the white guy goes, so you're only, you're only doing this to get revenge on me for all the white cops shooting black people, aren't you? <laughs> And he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, so, so fuck the fact that you're drunk, and fuck, the fact yeah. that you're, fuck the fact that you're standing out here smoking, like you know, we was a big deal, like smoking weed right here in the. It's all, right it's all about like, revenge. Yeah, it's all about revenge. Like, <laughs> then it was a lady who got into a fight. She punched this guy, and he had to arrest her. Uh, they were. Uh, I can't tell where they were at because this would come up. But he was taking pictures of her. She okay. went over and okay. punched him. She she assaulted him. And she admitted it, so she he had, he had to arrest her, uh-huh. and um, so she was driving. She, she was in jail, and he was processing her. She's like, "I can't believe I got arrested by a fucking nigger!" Like she was saying it over and over again. And the jail has a camera. She goes, "You're fucking kids. You're, you're gonna lose your fucking job. I know judges. You're gonna be on food stamps when I'm done with you if you're not already." And your kid, like it was like it was bad. Like she just was going in, like going in. And all they could do was just sit there like, oh, all right, well, tap, 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 tap on the computer. Like, because you can't react. You can't get mad. You just got to expect it. And, and and the judges don't care. Like, they might read through it and they're like, oh, I don't care. You know, like, but you can't, you can't be expected to have your feelings hurt behind it. You know what I mean? They, they don't care. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no sympathy for the, the man in uniform. You're not a person. You're just a uniform. You know what I mean? There's no sympathy for you. Tough, tough. But at the end of the day, you're still a person. You're like, damn, motherfucker. Like, that's how you <laughs> like, like, like you're sitting there like, oh, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dude, it's so funny because people now more than ever, they work regular nine to fives. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to discredit anybody's profession because I couldn't do a lot of things that other people do. I can never be a teacher. I can never be a doctor I could never be a lot of things that are considered stressful jobs but unlike those jobs people demand professionalism for us mm-hmm. they demand us they demand that we be professional at all times and I just want to look at this shit like look at this though you know mm-hmm. a bad day for work for you you can come home you can be pissed off and you can you can throw things and you can jump up and down and a bad day for me is something like that situation you just explained and you expect the same thing from right. me and i'm just like yo mm-hmm. that's not i'm still a human it's yeah. an impossible it's an impossible expectation i've always said that i think police officers have uh one of the hardest jobs on this planet because the expectations are impossible it's yeah. you really can't meet it as a human being a robot yeah. could do it and it's funny because i'm not you get a I'm- robocop it could do it but a human being the, the expectation is impossible oh yeah of course and don't, I'm not playing like I'm an innocent uh, angel. Like I've I've been on the other side before. Like I saw Slim before. When I was younger, I had cops block me in the driveway, uh, and you know jump out of the car, pointing guns at me, and telling me like it's dark ass alley, telling me I fit the description of something, some other bullshit. And I'm like, oh fucking course. Like they weren't dressed in like uniform. They were undercovers. They all it was four of them. They blocked oh, yeah. me in. They were staring at me. I thought I was going to get robbed. And I'm like, fuck, I'm about to get robbed. If I had a gun, I probably would have pulled it. Like, no yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's just the way that they approached it. And I was so mad in the moment. Like, once they, I was afraid at first. But once they said that they were police, then I got mad. I'm like, 
why are you why are you why are why are you behaving like that like if you're fucking police like and i'm going in i'm i'm i had to be like 21 you know yeah. i'm mother- cussing motherfucker this you sons of bitches that like i don't fucking believe like why would y'all you know i'm thinking this all this other shit and it was like like you want to search the car I'm opening the car like I, I mean i'm going off and apparently one of the black officer that was there he had enough of the shit because he said something <laughs> to me he said something to me like something 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 motherfucker and i'm like oh well, you don't have to curse at me, officer. Like, 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 it, like he, like that shit. It brought all that shit back in. Like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I expected, I expected them to eat my the shit that I was shoveling for. I mean, I was, I was, I was rightfully upset. I, w- I was well within my rights to be upset. But the words that I used, I could have went a better way than the words that I used. You know. So now I'm like basically berating them and. And they know they were wrong. That's why they let me get away with the shit for so for like a good minute and a half. And then yeah. the one guy was like, "All right, enough of this shit." And he fucking he cussed at me, and that brought that brought shit back. Like, oh, oh, oh. Well, you you, you don't have to cuss at me, officer. I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. I wasn't expecting that. But like, no, I get it. Like, you know, I get it. Like, we we demand uh, that our officers are perfect. You know, we forget that they're human. Like I said, we. Um, people, society stop seeing the person and we only see the uniform. Yeah. We expect so much of the uniform not knowing that the uniform is inanimate. Like the uniform yeah. is not what's you know saving you, it's the person behind it. And that person is just as flawed as you are. So treat him with some fucking civility and respect. Yeah. So. yeah you're exactly right. And, tough uh, job. It's a tough job, man. Yeah. It's definitely one that teaches you every single day. Cause like I said, back in the day. Um, a white or black person making those comments to me would really get under my skin very quickly. I would I would probably react to it in an unprofessional way, but these days mm-hmm. I I react a lot more calmly. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that after the call is over, I'm not you know upset. I'm not having a whole lot of hypothetical conversations with myself about right. you know God that really pissed me off or you know why the hell would somebody say that to me you know. I remember I was thinking that guy I was referring to, I want to say, looking back, he owned some kind of construction company. And in my head, I was thinking, he's got to work with some black people that don't even know he's like this. Of course yes. he does. 100%. But, but he's, got to, he's got to have a family member, a friend or somebody. He has to be acquaintances with a black person mm-hmm. who doesn't even realize that these are his true colors. Yep. And, and that that really, like you said, it's it's stressful to be able to deal with that afterwards, but you get better at it. So you know what helped me the most with dealing with uh, uh, racist people and people being just ignorant and nasty to you? And this is going to sound funny and it's going to sound fucked up, but the best thing I've done to deal with that is uh, telemarketers. So like when telemarketers call my phone, instead of me saying, no, I'm not interested, I go along with the telemarketer. Or like when my credit was fucked up, I would talk to bill collectors. I would talk to them and like, and they would be trying to get money out of it. And I'm like, I'm just fucking with you now because I don't care what, what you got to say. I'm just going to say something completely different and hold uh-huh. a different conversation while you're trying to get money from me or while you're trying to sell me stuff. Like, so you're saying that you go along with like the, I don't go along with like, they'll have a conversation with me and I'll just be having yeah. a completely different conversation with them, trying to get them on my conversation versus <laughs> me standing on their conversation. And now it's, now it's like, now it's like, they're just talking and they're getting frustrated. Like this guy's not fucking listening to me. And I'm like, 
You know, it's you who are not listening to me, my friend. Like I'm yeah. trying to give you the good news. Like, you know what I mean? And that just helped me kind of like, so now whenever I get a robocall from like a random telemarketer, because I'll pick up and they'll call from like India or somewhere and they're on the phone with me, or it will be a scammer. Oh, your IRS, you got to pay the bill and blah, blah, blah. I go, oh no, really? And then I start having a conversation with them. And it's great. Yeah. It works. You know, the music... When I'm back, I'm, anybody knows me, knows I'm a music lover. So the music is what really calms me down. So there's nothing like, it's so funny, it's happened a bunch of times and it's not just on calls that people are racist or whatever, but people are just running their mouths, you know, prior to getting arrested, after they get arrested, they're running their mouths in the backseat and we're all on our way from point A to point B and I'll just crank up some music. So one end, I got this guy who's just adamant about not getting arrested. And he's like I said, he's not being racist, but he's calling me a million different names and uh, you know, just going through the wire about what he's going to do when they take the cuffs off, you know, that story. And uh, I think I, I just end up playing some old school music. So I end up playing like some Ozzy Brothers. And nice. I think I had some Michael Jackson at one point. I had like some old like a uh, Gap Band or whatever. <laughs> I remember when we got to the jail, I turned the radio down so I can make, you know, the announcement that I'm at the jail or whatever. And I turned the car off and he's like, officer. You play some good music. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm like, yo, you don't want to fight anymore? He's like, no, no, no. He was like, let's just, can you just keep playing until it's time to take me out? And I said, you know, I can do that. So <laughs> the music, the music calms me down a lot. But uh, it's funny. I had a buddy uh, who was an officer out in Wyoming, middle of nowhere. So, you know, you rest somebody, you're an hour and a half from jail. Yeah. And, uh, he used to do the exact opposite. If somebody was running their mouth and it was a tough, it was a tough job in particular. He would put on for that entire jail ride. He'd find like the, the hit 100 station, like where they'd be playing nothing but Britney Spears or some obnoxious <laughs> pop music. And he'd have that all the way. He'd have that all the way down to the jail. It'd be like an hour, hour and a half ride. Oh <laughs> uh, God, that sounds miserable. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse than that. It's horrible. It's already a bad night. You're you're in the back of a cop car. You're rested, and now you got to listen to Britney Spears for an hour and a half. That's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Hit me, baby, mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, man. You're arresting those people downtown. They would they would love listening to Britney. So <laughs> you might just have to. You might just Not have some to... hillbilly in Wyoming, though. You don't get that. You don't get that. Reaction. Oh well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Put on Spanish music. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> ride the whole way. Some, put on some goddamn cumbia. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's go, buddy. Oh man. So, uh, since Biden's been elected, what do you? Anything drastically changed with your department? You think anything? Uh, anything is going to be coming down the pike for you? Have you seen any big changes? Is have people been curious about this at all with you previously? Um, I think the election played a huge deal in our job. Just the atmosphere for police officers alone. Um, I think that's very true. But since he's been in office, I really don't feel like people I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like the the bad cop agenda is not being pushed as much. And so uh and thank God, you know, for us. Uh, yeah, that, that's got to be a relief, right? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of letting off the gas, so to speak. So um, that that whole imagery is not, you know, being pushed. Um, I've always told people, though, the way I've always felt is that, you know, your local officials are the ones that directly affect uh, our job. 
you know, um, because usually the chain goes, it goes from the mayor to the chief of police and then down. So that's why it's really important for people to pay attention to who they elect as their local officials. So, uh, that's way more, you know, important than the overall grand scheme of things to me. But, uh, can I, can I say that anything in particular has stuck out? No, people don't have like this, like, aha attitude. And they're not like, you know, I don't really hear the whole like defund the policing anymore. I don't really, I don't know. And like I said before, on previous episodes, we had our own issues, but everybody needs to understand that the things that they show you on TV are not how it is everywhere. So sure, we had our own issues, but at the same time, I can say I'm, I'm very fortunate to work here. We didn't have a lot of the issues that a lot of other places have. Mm-hmm. There was no property in our city destroyed. There was no you know, shootings during any of the protests. Like, I don't know, if anything, it kind of felt like they were protesting issues that were going on elsewhere because they weren't yeah. going on here. So yeah. um, no, nah. well, Florida, Florida in general did seem pretty isolated from all that stuff. Uh, surprisingly right yeah yeah, which I, <laughs> yeah. you know is it, interesting like i didn't you never florida was never on the news with any of that with any of that I, yeah I, it was, it was which was, which was yeah. shocking to me yeah yeah i, I remember i was good. like uh i was hitting up my buddies in south florida and i'm like oh y'all sure y'all okay and I'm like yeah like i got some buddies at miami of course it, of course miami had to get down one day but yeah. other than other than that they were like no nah, we're good but that's <laughs> also what well, that's also because florida didn't shut down the entire uh, economy like every other state so people That's were true. out you have living to do lives food. doing stuff going back and forth to work and everybody else in all these other places was home watching right. cnn and fucking fox and just going at it that's what yeah. <laughs> that has to play a factor right you gotta imagine it, that, that i watched cnn and they said y'all were doing this and i watched fox and they said y'all were doing this fuck it everybody's going mixing classes what happened yeah crazy no, uh yeah that's a very good point and that makes a whole lot of you're exactly right my I mean, grandma always said idle hands are the devil's playground you know so motherfuckers were sitting home with nothing to do what are we gonna do let's go riot Woo-hoo. burn the cities yeah no that's exactly crazy. people have been cooped up you know in the house for a while uh and it was funny because i remember people some people were asking me like man why do you think there's why do you think crime is rising in certain areas? And I'm like, well, what did you think was going to happen? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get lock better. somebody. Yeah, you lock. <laughs> what ha- what happens when you lock a child in the room? You know, you tell him he's in timeout. Like that sucks. And then you so take you away have, his money and yeah. ability to feed his family, right? What, what, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not only that, but you created this atmosphere where people are just scared, man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this thing out there that you don't want to get and it's so easily spread. And, you know, like you said, with the fear and everything rolled into one, of course, you're going to have that reaction from people because they're still human. So I, I completely agree. I think that played a huge role. I got I got one last topic for you. Good. Capital riots. Okay. This was this was a, a wild event in our country's history, and a lot of focus. I would say this is probably the most focus that's been on police since all the defund the police stuff prior to the election, right? I mean, like you said, it definitely feels like the gas has been let off a little bit, um, and then this event happens, right? And it seems like 
they've almost gone to the opposite extreme now. Now they want more police, you know, and they've specifically called and 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 the Democrats in particular specifically called for Wait, more. Back up, police. back up, back up. I don't want. I I don't think that's. I don't think that's a correct statement. You said this is the most focus that's been on the police since the right now. The, the police have been focused on since police. the election. <laughs> Over the last, no, 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 since no, no, the no. election. No, 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 no. The police have been a focus of attention for the last year and a half, two years, <laughs> not involving the election. And I don't want to get into case specifics, but it was, uh, you know, this isn't the most focus they had. It's just, this just changes the story about the police. This is another story. So, well, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. But I mean, in my, in my memory, it was oh, probably and, the and most your, recent. In your, in your memory, name we, one. do we really? Name want, one. Go ahead, name one. We go really ahead. want to walk down this path go about ahead, go ahead, why, the, why the police were focused on in the last two or three years? No, no, no. I'm saying since the election, since the since the 2020 election. I think I I think I see both sides of the I, coin. I think that what a politician. I think I think that I think yeah I'm doing a whole this, I'm doing a whole this, this man is, this man is a real life police officer did you see how right he, did you see how he just came in and tried to please both sides you're like yeah ah. I think like, I I think I no I just want to tell you guys a little tactic all right it's so funny uh they taught this in a class and it's like when people are yelling you just come in with your low voice and it makes them use their low voice so oh, oh, yeah. oh, you, oh yeah exactly oh. So I'm I'm sorry, Smith. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I think I understand where Smooth is coming from. Um, the the heat has been on us for a minute, and and I'll be completely blunt with you. Um, as far as George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and um, I'm sorry, I, I always uh, mispronounce the the shooting. You know, in Atlanta um, with the taser uh, that made our jobs so much more harder uh, mm -hmm. than what they were. But I, I also think that, uh, Slim, you're correct. That has been the biggest one since the election. But what you've gotten to see with the capital riots is the turn where it's like, we want you to be defunded. Y'all need to stay out of this area. Y'all need to, you know, uh, have more diversity in your departments. You need to do this. You need to do that. And after the capital riots, they're like, yo, why weren't y'all there? Well, weren't y'all stepping in and preventing mm -hmm. that from happening? Mm -hmm. um, I will say with the capital riots, I am completely ignorant or uneducated to a lot of things that went on there because I think that with it being a new year or maybe like um, just a shift in the mindset that I had, I just wanted to take a step back from politics. I wasn't really focusing on what happened. I, I think I understand the gist of what happened, but Here's what I'll tell you from my perspective of what it did for me. The area that I work in downtown, we got to be tasked with working every political event that went on. So we got to see the Democratic side of it and the Republican side of it. And it came to a point to where I was just like, wow, you're all crazy. Mm -hmm. you're all pointing fingers and blaming each other mm -hmm. and what you'll never hear a hardcore democrat say is okay this is what we messed up you'll never hear a far right wing uh, republican person say okay we messed this up we did wrong you're all just spinning around and pointing fingers and blaming at each other and the people that are in the middle who like policies from both ends are considered crazy or they're considered stupid so 
for me, the Capitol riots was kind of like the completion of the circle because you got to see all those people who supposedly support law enforcement go in there and tear shit up. Mm-hmm. You got to see all of them act like animals and climb on the side of buildings. You got to see all of them be involved in a situation where a lot of those people actually were first responders and they were breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And what I always told people is, I don't need you to sit up here and wear a thin blue line shirt and come shake my hand every day. Sure, that's cool. The biggest way that you can support law enforcement is by not breaking the law, in my opinion. So to see them act like that, it was like, it was like, thank you. I'm glad. We already got to see the examples of the other side. We all got to, we got to see the riots. We got to see people burn down their own property. We got to see people get injured and we got to see people act a complete fool for what they stood for. And you saw the other side that was like, well, hey, we aren't doing this. We aren't doing that. Look at what those people are doing. You haven't seen us do it. And then we got to see they, they acted the same way on that day. And two, two sides and, of the same coin. Yeah, exactly. So it's like now, thank God, because now nobody can say we're perfect. Mm-hmm. Now nobody can point fingers at each other. Y'all all did the same damn thing. Right. So right. in that situation was it, what jumped out to me the most Man, I know I'm just digging myself deeper and deeper. A lot of people are gonna be pissed off. What what stood out to me the most was immediately after that, people were like, Oh, but that wasn't us. Like they were disguised as us, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no take responsibility for what happened. Yep. I'm not saying that I advocated, but you 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 are human. All those people are human. All those people reacted off of their emotions. They stood for what they believed in. They they wanted to go there because they wanted change. That's exactly what the first group did last year. Not saying that any of it was right, but to me, it like I said, that's what it stood out as. It stood out as we got to see, like, you know what? Everybody's human. Nobody's better than each other. Um, for whatever reason, you had people that thought they were doing the right thing. Uh, and, and it's funny. I remember um, I have a buddy of mine down here who was posting about going to that prior to it happening mm-hmm. and he was like yo man are you gonna be there and i was just like dude why the hell would i <laughs> why would i go up there for that got, yeah, there's got, nothing got, good that's gonna come out of that yeah i got things to do man like I, i'm to thinking bro i'm like <laughs> i'm like man uh why why would i want to go somewhere where i know there's gonna be chaos mm-hmm. um and thank god he didn't end up going because he's really not about that life either but it was really clear the writing was on the wall while those people went there and it's just it, it made me sad that almost every day now you're seeing like there's first responders that were involved in doing things that day that were completely wrong yeah you know you're a first responder you know what we're going through you know how hard it is for us to dig ourselves out of this hole but you're just adding gasoline to the fire you know, by showing up and contributing to all that. So and putting yourself in that position, like I just wouldn't even, it's not worth that. No. What's going to be, what's the end game there? You know what I mean? Like you're putting your no. own career on the line for that. Like, even if that is what you think, even if, if you stand behind that, why put yourself in that position, you know? And that's, that's the craziest part to me. Uh, it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. But, uh, um, but so, so yeah. no changes. You're saying no, no, no big changes since then for you. You're, you're no, uh, big departmental knee jerk reactions to something like that. Um, 
No, I think that, um, like I said, uh, things are still constantly changing. There's still things that are being added to the plate. The job will always be super fluid, but I think honestly, the dust is kind of settling. Uh, one thing I like the most about what's happening is people want to seek the truth more about our job. Whereas last year, the media got to completely tell you all about our job. We couldn't yeah. tell you. They told us. They told right. you. So people are actually coming forth and wanting to do ride-alongs. They're wanting to get involved in community programs. They're wanting to sit down and ask you, like, you know, hey, is this right? You know, is this what you guys do? Like, that means a lot to me because if you want to know about this job, go straight up to a cop and ask him about this job. Yep. You know, spend some time with us. So to me, that's one thing that sticks out. Uh, the most but no no major like blunt changes that stick out um, well, that's why i like uh i like what you do with with the real minority report man this is it's a it's a great platform it's a great show it allows people to do that it allows two goons like smooth and i come <laughs> on here and, and uh, talk about this stuff but uh there's another there's another topic i want to get to but i'm going to save it because i think you could do a whole episode on this so i'm going to tee i'm just going to leave it as a teaser because i think uh all right yeah i want it so i can be prepared for the yeah, next yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to that next time uh next time we guest um because it's always a good time when we come on here okay so wait but you gotta leave us with some kind of you can't just like it's not an episode of fresh prince where you just can say like, <laughs> like <laughs> well, next wanna, episode yeah the next episode that when we come on i really want to dive into uh, the process behind when there's an officer involved shooting and okay. not only, not only just the incident itself, but how it unfolds from when that bullet leaves the gun to when the officer is, is either cleared or held accountable, uh, yeah. and, and, and exactly what that, what that, uh, entails. Cause I think it's, it's, uh, it's something that is not talked about and very few civilians really understand uh, that process and mm. when it when when the decisions made uh people seem to be very upset um and because there's no explanation as to why the decision was made the way it was and um so i i'll just you know i'll leave it at that and then you know we can dive into that i think at some point i think uh we, we get a lot of requests about and and emails about that topic in particular so no, that's absolutely good. And like, if I could leave anybody with any little thing, I think that's such an important episode because you do not get into a shooting and then go on vacation. That's not what happens at all. I mean, right. for whatever reason, people think like you get into a shooting and then you're just off in Disneyland with your family. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that's how it goes down. So that, that'd be good to hear that from, from somebody, you know, um, who, who's on the job and, and, and uh, has a direct role in that. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's all we got. Smooth, you got anything, dude? No, it was it. It was it. It was everything. Smooth, right, good. I still want to see the uh, emails to all the women writing in and letting, <laughs> letting, letting him know how he messed up earlier. Yeah. So. Oh, listen, bro. Bro, bro. I grew up in a house of 10 women. You think I'll know how to argue with the best of them? <laughs> I, I will fucking get down. I'm a, yo, I am a political, I'm a poli side major. Like, I argue. I don't know how you know I grew up in a house full of women too I just don't know how you you haven't learned that you're not going to win so (laughs) yeah you're arguing like you you got (laughs) I'll be right I'll be right like on the like you know like when somebody's arguing I'll be right behind you like yeah yeah yeah." (laughs) here's the the thing so remember how I told you I used to talk to the bill collectors in the in the uh in the uh in the um the 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 global calls whatever yeah I do the same thing with the women like, if you want to argue with me, 
we're gonna go. I'm gonna get you into my argument. Like we're gonna, I'm gonna let you talk. You know, so the the key to arguing, and I don't want to say arguing, but the key to a good debate is to get your person riled up to the point where they're off topic, they're <laughs> emotional, and then you can pull them off of their conversation and bring them into your trap of conversation that you already set up and laid. And then once you do that, and they're no longer they're no longer able to argue logically, then they go into the name calling phase, which is what I call the name calling phase. And at that point, you officially know that you won because now they're not saying anything to change your mind or to argue your point. Now they're just trying to hurt your feelings because you oh won. That's how it goes. There's literally no structure got, to it. Anything he's you got time. Say. He's got time for that. Yeah, you got to put your shot on your hands, bro. I'm going to put your name in capital letters on the prayer board. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'll take it. I'll take as much prayer as I possibly can. We all we all need that, dude. What's that, what's that old song that. that he used to sing in the church? Somebody pray. <laughs> Have me on their mind. You know, you went to black church. Look the time and pray for me. I'll take oh, all the prayer man. I can get. I'll never turn down a good prayer, bro. Nah, it's always a pleasure doing an episode with you guys. Like I said, we got to uh, somehow we have to start planning right away when our next episode is going to be because uh, right you know, people really enjoy hearing from you guys. And uh, to me, it's it's more of a l- relaxed atmosphere. You know, we're right just on. interviewing another cop and going back and forth. So yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, we always have a good time. So till next time, man. Till next time, buddy. You guys be safe, and I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Take care. Hey, everybody. This is your boy, Smooth. And from myself and Slim, we want to say thank you for listening to our podcast, Ask a Black Eye, the one and only. Your support is greatly appreciated. So... If you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure you guys subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts especially, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. You got to love us. Give us five stars or whatever you want to do. Act like we're your Uber for your ears. All right. Another thing, go to our website. If you want to be a guest or you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, www.askablackout.com. Leave a comment in our comment box or you can email us at podcast at askablackout.com. We're looking forward to hearing you so we can keep bringing you great content. 